Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 191 of the Hawks Talk Podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks Podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan. Logan, as always, how are you? Just just another week in the, uh, the purgatory that is the Atlanta Hawks 2023-2024 season, Jackson. That's very real. That is very real. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's another day in the life, guys. <laughs> So, like, like, uh, what is it? Like sand in an hourglass, or the days of our lives. That's 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 how it is lately, you know. Just, uh, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm being dramatic. It's you know, we're, we're fine. We're uh, we're still not, we're still bad. You know, we're not good, but that's okay, Jackson, because uh, we had a three game span where we won three in a row. Three, count them, it three the in a row. the best stretch of my life. <laughs> um, one of those games was against the second worst team in the league in which we very nearly blew a 35-point lead, but um, nearly only matters in horseshoes, all right? San Antonio still lost by like 11, so we call those big dubs around here. Uh, the next one, uh, DeJounte Murray buzzer beater. Nice little midi. Back to back. Back to back. Yeah, the first one was a, a buzzer beater, just an absolute... Just just some good old 90s basketball. Just fuck the timeout. Just run an ISO. Just force a terrible mid-range shot, and that goes in because that's what DeJounte Murray does. Um, and then the next thing, and that was against the, uh, the the Magic, you know, back-to-back uh, game winners against division rivals, Jackson. Even better. And then, you know, he does the same thing. Hits a, a pretty stupid shot. Uh, a transition three. We had, I think, like eight seconds left. There's, uh, no, it was about two by the time the ball went in the net. That's right. Um, eight seconds from, I think, the time of inbounding. Uh, but still, transition three, bang. All right. Heat pull off perhaps the worst uh, possession to try and win the game I've seen arguably ever. Uh, three game winning arguably streak. Arguably ever. And, yeah, and then uh, I already forgot last game. I know we got the fucking brakes beaten on, beaten off I, us. Yeah, the, ca- the Cavs, frankly, just the Cavs just own us. The Cavs just own us. I wish there was a better way to put it. The Cavaliers just own us. Ever since like they did the whole... Even I mean, even the year the playing game. Well, even the year that we beat them in the playing game, I feel like the regular season they won two or all three of the games against us. Obviously, we got the last laugh in the playing, but yeah, the Cavs just they've they've had our number. Um, and you know, who's had our number? The NBA schedulers. That's who had our number. Yeah, Not that, that, that is true. Or anything, that, but that, that is true. That was an abysmal piece of scheduling. That that was ridiculous. That was, you know. Uh, shout out to Quinn Snyder for keeping Trey Young in that game. Um, he's, you know, like 10 games in a 15 day spin, not literally, but, you know, a ridiculous uh, compact schedule for January keeps him in in the fourth quarter blowout and he gets fucking trucked and now he's concussed. Um, you know, Quinn, buddy, I'm trying to be on your side, but you, you got to start pulling the plug and, and knowing when to put some of the bench guys in. Like, for God's sake, man, just it's not going to kill you to give Kobe Buffkin or AJ Griffin. Five minutes. I promise you. The, the team's already basically dead in the water anyway. You, you can't kill them anymore. Instead, you're just killing Trey. You're giving Trey Young CTE. He's going to be the first ever basketball <laughs> player with CTE. He's going to be making a podcast with Chandler Jones in about five years. It's 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 bad. Um, and we play the Kings in, I don't know, two hours? An hour and a half? So It's uh, actually yeah. 10, so. Oh, oh, it's out in oh, second yeah, round. In Cali, yeah. I forgot Late the game. one. We- I forgot the game we blew against the Kings was home because, of course, it was. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, shout- late one tonight, don't recommend staying up for it, fellas. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the Kings, uh, the other night, Kevin Herter had, had his career high. He finally got his 30 bomb. So, shout out to Kevin Herter. Um, had been having really a terrible season, but he had an absolute banger of a game last week. So, good for Kevin. Um, hopefully, he does not do it tonight because if Kevin Herter pops off for even more than 15 points against the Hawks, uh, about half of Hawks Twitter is going to start. I don't even, I, I mean, they're going to start moping and crying and that's the nice way to put it I, I, you know actually they'll probably all be asleep because they, like you said the game's at 10 but you know just just more of the same jackson i feel like we're gonna spend most of this podcast just talking about trade stuff i'd imagine and like just team outlook stuff because i mean are these games really that interesting we're in the absolute slog of the middle of the season we are looking like we like we could make the plans jackson we could we might but you know, it's just, it's hard to... I mean, you also have to wonder, as depressing as this is to be talking about compared to the expectations that we, you know, we had going into the season, is it even worth making the plan anymore? Like, well, I not, mean, not to be that guy, but... Yeah, I, see, I, I just, I don't like that mindset because Jackson... Like, no, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I'm never going to root for the Hawks to lose or anything, but at the same time, you know, it's just... Like right now... Of, being the pessimist I am. Right, like right now, we're a game up on, wow, the Magic are in the plan. What a, what a slight fall from grace they've had. Um, yeah, two to the tenth place. Good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not you're not quite there yet, um, Orlando. Decent little team you got, but you're not quite there yet. Um, yeah, like right now we're a game up on the plane. The East is so funny because you have the t- two or three very clear best teams. Then you have about six teams that are all just like within a hair of each other. Then you have the little play-in bracket. You got the Bulls, the Hawks, the Nets, and the Raptors. But I would have to assume the Raptors start to fall off because they've basically sold off all their best players. And then you have just ten feet of shit, um, <laughs> and and that and that ten feet of shit combined with the West's, uh, I wouldn't say ten feet of shit, but I'd say about eight 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 or nine feet of shit um, with the Grizzlies who are very injured and bad, the Trailblazers and the Spurs um, who are just bad. <laughs> yeah, with, with with all that shit, that's why. Like, if they make the play in. I'll be honest, I, I expect far less of them than I did last year's plan or even the year before. If they miss the plan, so be it. Like I saw Zeb, and I'm not afraid to like talk about Zeb because I know he doesn't listen, and I'm not trying to talk shit or anything, but I saw Zeb being like, no, you guys are ruining our draft position. My guy, our draft position is not going to be that good regardless because we will never be worse than the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, the Spurs, the Pistons, the Hornets, or the Wizards this year. There are five or six teams that are guaranteed to have far better lottery odds than us. And then you're looking you're looking at teams like the Nets, the Raptors, the Bulls, the Warriors, even the Rockets. I think the Jazz start to fall back down to earth soon. The Lakers could could fall off. All these teams, man, it's like you know, we're not exactly uh like tanking. We're just not good. Um so I'm not worried about drafts. Uh, positions but as always jackson if we miss the playoffs if we miss the plans you and i will be there on lottery night and we will be crossing our fingers even though this draft is not great i still want to be top four so you and i will be there it's we'll be time we got prayer. some lottery luck last time was 2018 yes. and even then we didn't move up that high we just moved up from like what like five to three is that i think it's something like i that, think so, so but like, to be fair if, if there was any draft to to be in the top oh, three absolutely. or four uh, yeah, we chose yeah. a good one um and at least yeah. we got it's crazy because like now we can't even say we got the second best player in the draft because Shea Gilgis Alexander has turned into aura man out there. But we got Have the third best player in the, the draft, uh, baby. The beef between uh, you know 
Shay and Anthony Edwards fans is pretty funny. It, it's kind of like, man, like the discourse around NBA players is so different when like you're not like where the whole I actually crowd. despise like, not it. Be, like, I actually anything, despise but... it, dude. I, I think this is what happens and dude, I hate to be honestly the best part about being away from that is like you don't have to hear that stuff. I, I hate to sound like an, an old man, but I think this is what happens when you let Zoomers fucking gamble on their phone and, and have unlimited discourse of sports on their phones. They don't know anything about the game. They're just homoerotic about Anthony Edwards and Shea Gilchrist Alexander. Power to you. They're they're beautiful men. I, I get it. I would love to be Shea Gilchrist Alexander. He's got, you know, he's got it going for him. Um, but what happened to the sport I loved? Why can't we just talk about basketball, man? Why do we have to talk about players' aura? Why why do we have to talk about players and not teams? Like, why do we have to be like the the muse accounts? I'm sorry, and I don't know if any muses listen to me I, I, or listen to this. I I, listen, I, 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 is, I truly don't like you. Muse, I truly good, don't like the concept. The rest, I, yeah. not good. Yeah, I mean, individually, they're fine people. Most, I mean, I don't want to speak for all of them. There's probably a Josh Giddy muse out there that's been defending him for three months or whatever, but. I just the concept of the player muses. It's like, good lord, man! This is it's so chalked. I don't know how many times I've had a similar rant to this on the podcast, but it's like, it's just this is just not the way to enjoy sports, in my opinion. But it's it's the cards we're dealt, Jackson. So, uh, but yeah. Anyway, I I mean, draft stuff. You know, I I think we should actually have a, like a preliminary draft episode soon. I know you're not nearly as deep into the draft as you were like three or four years ago, but. Uh, maybe I've been we looking have... in some names, though. You know, I'm you know I'm not trying to say I'm back anything, but you know I've yeah. I've been doing some preliminary research. Um, because there's so a chance that's, uh, that's our Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, and there's a chance we have two or more picks. I mean, right now we have our own, and right now we get the Kings pick. The Kings have been they they've had a rough stretch lately. Um, they're currently the eight seed, a game up from the nine seed, but they're also two games back of the five seed. The the West is also similarly compact and sort of the middle there. Um, the Kings, I believe the pick protection this year is just lottery. So if they make the playoffs in any sort of way, then we'd get their pick. Um, and if we don't get their pick Let's this go. year, then I believe it becomes top 12 protected next year. Something like yeah, that. Something like that. Let me, you let me look find up. that online if anybody's like legit curious. Yeah, Logan, how about you do that? And I'll do this little monologue. Anyways, uh, back to Hawks in for a second. I just want to talk about something real quick. Can we talk about... Uh, the uh just like how desperate like the nba has become for like rumors and stuff like the jante murray the other night posted a picture of like the heat's retired numbers in their stadium <laughs> Dude, i yeah. mean arena and literally like instead of people being like, oh that's a cool picture and like i get he's been in like trade rumors for a month or so now instead of anything like that or people just like letting it go because it's a picture on instagram people are making up all these oh DeJounte hates the hawks he wants to go to the heat he wants to come to the heat he wants to come to the heat and then you know like a few days later like Nothing even drastic happens in the news. This morning, it's reported, the Heat are not interested in DeJounte Murray, and we'll look at alternatives who are cheaper in both assets and salary. It's like, oh, nice, dude. It's like, yeah. just, I don't know, man. People are I know ridiculous. I'm guilty of it. I know I'm guilty of it, but just, you know, it, just don't buy every rumor. And certainly don't buy the stuff like Instagram posts. Like, let, 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 let's keep it. Let's keep things in perspective here, people. I mean, at the end of the day, people are going to post what they want to on Instagram. You shouldn't use it as, you know, Ways of saying, oh, yeah, he wants to go there. Oh, he wants to be traded there. But I just thought that was super funny because it's just, it's wild, man. It's wild how um, how a lot of discourse about the NBA has become about trades instead of, you know, the actual sport. And, but, and I, mean, you and, look around, it's kind and of happening with everything. And I have the reason for that. It's because the thing, the only thing that you could argue the NBA does particularly well right now is like offseason, like drama. Like the games themselves, they're just far less interesting than like NFL games. Um, 
like prospects and young players. Those are kind of interesting, but again, that kind of pales in comparison to the NFL. But if there's one thing the NBA is king at, it's high-profile players being traded and moving around. So um, I think that's why everything's pivoted to like trade discussion. And I, I wanted to report back uh, the Kings pick. Actually, it's 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 a pretty good little thing we got. Lottery protected this year. Um, so if the Kings make the playoffs and it's our pick this year, if not, then we got two more chances. Top 12 in 2025. So the Kings would not even, they'd pretty much have to make the play in, but miss, uh, but, you know, would not have to win the plan. And then they'd have to not get like super lucky in the lottery and then top 10 protected in 2026. So if the Kings fail us two years in a row in 2026, we just need them to be like the 11 seed or better. In, in the conference sort of thing. So a decent little chance. Anyway, um, I, the Kings are a pretty solid team. They got a pretty good roster. I'm not too worried about the pick, but it's not a certainty that it conveys this year. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, do we want to talk at all about the games that have been played? Because like, the Hawks, I believe, have gone three and one since the last time we podcasted. Those that Spurs win, the Magic win, the, uh, the, the Heat win, and then the loss to the Cavaliers. Trey Young's got... Some injury stuff going on. He's concussed. DeJounte's uh, was on and then off of the injury report. Um, Hunter's still hurt. He got, um, I don't know. Man. It's it's just more of the same, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I, I wish I could say things changed. That three-game win streak was nice just for, like, vibes and just having a, a, a you know, a nice, enjoyable week. Um, but the truth is the team is just not quite. Uh, not quite good enough. So do we want to talk about that some more? Or do we want to get into more of the rumors and the sort of inevitable alleged changes that may or may not be coming? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I mean, let's be honest. Everybody who's listening to our podcast, Logan, they know what they're here for. We we know what we're good at, Logan. I mean, we could yeah. do some game recap, but everybody knows we're at our best when we're talking trades and stuff. Um, uh, Let's hit on some of the rumors from this morning. I think the, it's not even really big. It's just kind of fun. Anyways, Brett Siegel said that Sadiq Bay is available for trades, so. Woohoo! Oh yeah, we've had to mention Whoa, Sadiq. Yeah. Sadiq yeah, yeah, probably we, had the yeah. worst game of his life last game. I feel, I feel bad for the guy because I truly think at this point it's mental, but he has been terrible for about six weeks now. Um, and it, I mean, I, that really, I, that game kind of summed it up. It's hard to find many worse individual Hawks performances, you know, in like recent memory than that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I oh for twelve, oh for six. At least you grab seven boards, but it just it's hard. You you just don't want to be the guy that pays him. Um, Sadiq Bay is not a good trade asset on his own, but I could see it being like, hey, we'll give you Capella and Sadiq Bay for a first round pick because Sadiq Bay kind of sweetens up the, the deal sort thing. I, I could see that happening. Um, it, he, you he, know, you ever see Breaking Bad before Logan? It's like how, how Lydia uses Stevia. <clears throat> That's the Sadiq Bay. You know, interesting. the coffee, the coffee <laughs> itself is Clint Capella, but then, you know. The Hawks put in, you know, they're like, let's put in some Stevie the, and that's Sadiq Bay. And a team's the, like, yeah, there we go. Sadiq Bay. Are you, are you trying to say that by the end, the Stevie will kill whatever team trades for it? Oh, yeah. No, no. Whatever team trades, they think they're getting Stevia, but whenever they get trade for it, they're getting uh, they're getting rice. And ladies and gentlemen, that's a good way of calling it poison. Uh, all up to my guy, Sadiq Bay. He's a fun player. And I genuinely don't think he's, you know, as bad as he's been this season. But uh, yeah. listen, he's probably been. In terms of players, I mean, I'll obviously save this for the end of season awards, but in terms of like, you know, underwhelming compared to expectations as far as players go, Sadiq Bay would be probably a, a front runner, front runner for that award, just in case anybody wanted to make some betting odds for the Hawks Talks award show. Yeah, that's honestly very true. He's uh, 
It's been unfortunate. And, and I feel bad for the guy because, you know, it's like a contract year. You know, he want like he did. He's not out there not trying. He's not out there being lazy and like, you know, just being a bum. He wanted to go out there and ball and make as much money as possible. And he's probably going to have to settle for <laughs> settle for like 10 million or something a year. Oh, what was him? But um, I will say I, I do want to give him a little bit of, of slack. I think he's playing out of his ideal role right now. So, you know, I get that it's probably affecting his shooting and stuff, but um at the end of the day, man, it's it's a it's a league where you got to step up and he's he's not been able to step up when the Hawks needed it. So, you know, he he was dealt a tough hand like he's he's not supposed to be your starting small forward. Um especially when there's like just limited creation around him for those 6 weeks that Jalen was out or 4 weeks or whatever, but you know. Also uh, hit a corner three or, or two, bud. Like that's all. Well, <laughs> that's literally that's... like shooting the most of them in the NBA and missing the most as well. It's like, oh my gosh. Uh, I guess also on that note, I just want to say, um, oh man, I had something smart to say and then I lost it. Oh no, can what Logan? Can you kind of like what's up with Sadiq Bay closing games? Does anybody know what's going on there? Like the offense isn't there. The defense has never been there. Well, well, are we sure there's not something going on there? Like I get Bogey is not the best defender in the world. I'll never sit here and act like he is. He's got to be better than Sadiq Bay. I don't understand why Sadiq's closing games over Bogey. All right, listen, I'm not trying to make this, you know, one of my Quinn Snyder rants or anything because that can become tiresome. I understand. I'll not do that. But I just think the same, man. I, I really don't understand that one from any perspective. Like, I can kind of, even though I really disagree with it, I can kind of understand going Capella over a Kongu, even though, once again, I disagree with it. But, like, Bay over Bogey just makes no sense to me. I don't know. It's just weird that you see it. Like, we'll be up by, like, five, and then, you know, the last two minutes come up, timeout gets called, and then the Hawks just sent out this closing lineup of Trey, DeJounte, uh, Jalen, Sadiq Bay, and Capella, and you're like, oh, man, those are – man, we need a Kongu and Bogey in. But, yeah, I don't know. I've always just found that weird, so. Yeah, I, I mean, you could you could question a lot of things about Quinn Snyder's rotation. <laughs> um, you would do it better than me, too. You, you got it down to science. Um, I don't know, man. It's, uh, hoping he plays better, but it's been, it's been very rough. Um, I think, I think, uh, I have two overwhelming feelings in terms of the trade deadline and the Hawks. Um, and then one smaller feeling, a tiny little inkling, you might say, Jackson. Uh, number right, one, right. number one, thank you for the memories, but please get Clint Capella off the team. It's not because I think he's the worst basketball player of all time. But he is not helping the team be better. He's not helping the team play better. And Anyeka Kongu, he is probably not like an all-star center. But you've got to start him. It's time to just try it for three months in a row. Just try it. Just give it an attempt. He, You picked him six overall and you've paid him. And he's never actually been the starter other than injuries. Um, just, Just try it. All right, I get it. You're not going to get shit back for Clint Capella because Trevor Schlank paid him 20 mil a year for two extra years. I didn't need to do it. But just do it. All right, man. If you have to throw in Sadiq Bey, this was a small inkling. Um, I think you have to bench Sadiq Bey. You cannot start him. I understand Hunter. You you have to replace Sadiq Bey with either an acquisition, Quentin Grimes, Max Christie, whatever, a generic role player, or... DeAndre Hunter when he's healthy, but it's a knee issue and it's like swelling. So who even knows? But you have to bench Sadiq Bay or, you know, trade him as like, like you said, like Stevie and the coffee, a, l- a little sprinkle of something sweet 
Um, and inkling number two is you should not be in a rush to trade DeJounte Murray. I, I, I get it if you trade him at the deadline because at this point in time, he is by far the best player that's available at the deadline. Like Siakam's gone, Ananobi's gone. It's it's like, do you want Zach Levine or do you want DeJounte Murray? And every single team in the league would say, I'll oh, give me DeJounte Murray. Um, so I get why you would at the deadline. You might be able to get a little bit of a bidding war started, but you don't have to trade him at the trade deadline. You don't have to force it. I know I do not want to necessarily see DeJounte go, but I will be okay with it if he goes for a fine price. Um, but I do get it. Like we just watched him back to hit back to back game winners. It would suck, but like if you can get if you can get a little bidding war started, I get it. But you have the off season. Like he's under contract for four more years now. It's it, this isn't this isn't pre. If it was pre extension to Jonte Murray, I said I'd say just get whatever you can for him. Sorry, it didn't work. Yeah, you get the best package and call it a day. Yeah, but he has four years at a very like reasonable contract. Like you don't have to run. Like if it waits till the offseason, if it's right, waits till draft night, if it waits till July first, so be it. Like people will still, teams will still be interested. You will still get something back. It, it, I don't know. None of us know for certain if it'd be less or more than at the deadline. Logically, you'd say you'd get more offseason than deadline. But with the situation being that he's the best player likely available at the deadline, it may be different. But like don't rush it don't don't just fall for this lakers bullshit because you feel pressure to like just because chris hayes says oh you, you trade and trade for a 2029 first and d'angelo russell just you don't have to <laughs> like you really don't have to um and, and frankly if you do i'm i'm going to i'm, I'm going to i don't even want i don't know i don't know it's not going to be good it, it, that might be the last episode <laughs> of hawks talks if they trade Dejounte murray for <laughs> d'angelo russell and a 2029 first round pick if there's a single protection on it I promise you, we're shutting down the Patreon so we don't want to take anyone's money, and we're going ghost. We're, we're, we're deleting all our social media presence. It'll be the last you ever hear from us. We're becoming shamans. So you guys really better hope that we don't do the Lakers package that is proposed. If it's if it's a uh, Rui Hachimura and D'Lo and a pick and uh, a you swap. know a swap, and they give us Christie, which I don't even know if Christie's actually good, but whatever. Then I don't think we'll become shamans, but I still won't be happy because I, I just I just don't think the Lakers deserve whatever they want. They just oh uh, me me want player and oh oh yes oh yes clutch sports anything for you dear like fuck you <laughs> no they're one <laughs> of the so thirty rough. they're one of the thirty teams in the league they're not the the fucking team in the league they are a five hundred team they've won one championship in the last fifteen years. I I don't care if they're historic I don't care if they have LeBron James I don't care if they have Kobe Bryant and Kareem and Shaq and blah, blah. Like, don't bend at the knee for these fucking bitches, man. They're bitches. I just, ugh. And their fans are the worst in sports. I've, I've come around to it. They're, they're actually the worst. I, I take Boston over them every day of the week. I take Miami. I take Philadelphia. Any day of the week over LA Lakers. I take Dallas Cowboy fans. Saints fans. I, I mean, I'd probably take, like, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know. I've gone on long enough, Jackson. It's it's time you get some talking because I've done too much of the talking. Yeah, I mean, I said this to you uh, this morning. This kind of going on your part about DJ. Like, you know, during the past, like, two months or so, I'd say, maybe, like, month and a half, you know, on this podcast, I would talk a lot about, hey, like, you know, I like DJ a lot. You know, I have a personal, you know, a personal love for him. He, you know, he's like a he's a good player. He's a great guy. Like, I want to see him do good things. And it's, it's always cool to see guys like that doing good things for your franchise, like winning games. But, um... 
you know, over this like month and a half, like course, you know, I've said a lot, like, you know, I think something with the Hawks has to change rosterly, you know, obviously other things can go on, of course, but just talking in terms of the roster, I think something has to happen. And for the longest, you know, I thought for the sake of change, maybe, you know, maybe we just trade DJ, like maybe that's the change you need, you know, maybe trading DJ is the change you need. Well, you know, this isn't inspired by the game winners or anything. I mean, obviously, you know, they're cool. And obviously game winners will endear you to a player forever, especially when a guy hits them back to back, you know, in a game against the Heat, where you're especially not the one. Also, I just want to say, we forgot to mention this completely ruined Udonis Haslam's jersey retirement night. Chef's kiss. I mean, it doesn't get oh, much yeah. better than that. Good I mean, stuff. His the playing game. He watches Clint Capella grab what twenty five rebounds, and then uh, you know, then we ruin his jersey retirement night. And I don't know. I just need to say that was a very you know, you, you know, you said that little monologue of hey, you hate Lakers fan or the Heat fans, but it, it's close for me. I'll be honest. I do not like the Heat fans except for that one guy that follows us on Twitter. Uh, shout out to him wherever he's at. Anyways, uh, what I was saying is, I thought, you know, we would, I thought we needed to trade DJ for the sake of change. Well, I've come around to that, the thinking, maybe trading DJ isn't, you know, the move that you make to have changed. And that's something that I've thought about a lot more recently this past week and two weeks is, I don't think DJ is the issue. And I think there's more pressing issues just in the starting lineup alone, you know. I, I hate the drum at this because I feel like the guy gets very unfairly treated and, but also, the pass is the pass. And while Clint Capella is a guy who's done a lot for us, I mean, we talked about this on our Patreon episode. That 2021 year, you know, Clint Capella averaged 20 points and 15 rebounds and was also the anchor of our defense. Mm. But, you know, I can't, you know, it's 2024. As much as I, you know, like Clint Capella, I can't give him props and say, oh, we need to keep you for stuff he did three, four years ago. I mean, that's that's not realistic at all. Um I mean, the reality is, is that Clint Capella is not the same guy. You know, he's much slower. He's gotten older. You know, he's he's just he's not very good. I hate to be blunt, but he's not very good. Uh, he's a he's a fine, you know, rotate rotational center, probably like a medium low end starter and then like a high end backup, in my opinion. But I think trading somebody like Capella is gives you that change that would, you know, that I was thinking about by trading DJ gets you that I really think the Hawks should look at. But even beyond that, you know, beyond. All right, let's trade Capella. Let's bring something else in. You know, because obviously that allows a Congo to start. But now I'm thinking, hey, maybe you just move like Sadiq Bay, like, you know, and maybe you shuffle the starting line. Maybe you just try mm-hmm. and make something work. I think the Hawks need a legit change in their roster. And I don't necessarily know that it comes from DJ. And it's made me feel a lot less desperate to trade DeJounte Murray. Now, 100%, you know, uh, do I expect it to happen? I'm truly like 50-50. Like sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's certain. And then other times I'm like, oh, yeah, it's over. He's gone in two hours. But, um. I don't I don't feel as desperate to do it and I do feel like the Hawks have options man like like you said Logan they you know he's under contract for four more years basically he's mm-hmm. on a good salary as well you know this isn't a John Collins scenario I know a lot of people say oh well they're just going to hold on trading him until his value goes away like they did John Collins and Clint Capella and like I understand that but you know John Collins was a guy who was vastly overpaid Clint Capella is a guy who's just run run his course in Atlanta. You know, that's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah, you can get mad that the front office didn't trade him, but, I mean, it also makes sense that, you know, a guy like John Collins is probably hard to trade because of his salary. A guy like Clint Capella is hard to trade because he's friends with Trey Young, and he's, you know, he did play <laughs> such a pivotal role for us at points. But, you know, I just don't see, you know, I wouldn't trade DJ in a in a package that I don't feel like is, helps us a lot and i really do i don't think today's reported rumor of by shams now i want to say one thing uh not to sound like conspiracy theorists it's no secret that shams is very much a 
clutch guy. I mean, the, I mean, you know, if it comes from Shams, yeah, like, it's probably I, if it comes from Shams, the Lakers are a clutch client. Yeah, it probably if, has if, something to do with clutch I, wanting I, him to say. I, it. I, I hate to say, it, if if Chris Hayes or Shams says something and it's related to the Lakers, you have to take it with grains of salt. Um, they're they're mouthpieces for those particular clients and teams. Um, it is what it is. That's why. That's why Adrian Wojnarowski. He's a. I don't even know if I said his name right. I've always just said Woj, but that that's why he is the undisputed number one greatest of all time, greatest to ever do it. Jackson and Football Manager twenty twenty four type type beat. Mm. He is. He is. Uh, uh, he's un, untouched. Shams. Shams sold his heart out to Clutch Man, and uh, Chris Hayes definitely did as well. Because Chris Hayes used to be good with. With Hawk stuff, he used to be on the the Hawk sort of front end with the uh, draft picks. Is he he uh, he called the Nyaka Congo pick. He called the Cam Reddish pick, I think too. Um, but yeah, one one other thing I um, wanted to say, and now I'm kind of forgetting Jackson, um, is that you need to start talking him because I forgot what I was going to say. So uh, right, anyway, when, when I remember it, I'll get back. <laughs> Yeah, let me finish off my point. Basically, my point is, with DeJounte Murray, I don't feel pressure to trade him for the sake of change like I did at one point. I feel like the Hawks should 100% be holding out for a package that, you know, is satisfying and is what they actually want instead of just feeling like they need to move them. If you're not satisfied, and I mean like legit satisfied with a trade package and what you're getting back, don't make the trade. It's as simple as that. We have time. We have things, other things we can try. You know, we have things we can try in the summer. We, I mean, you can go in the next season and, you know, keep on trying things. I know a lot of people have this like imaginary thing where Trey Young has like a timer set on his iPhone for like six months where, oh, if the team's not better, then he's going to wake up and request a trade. Listen, you can't control that. What the Hawks can control is putting themselves in the best position possible to make a good move. And, you know, that that move, that position isn't going to come from feeling pressured at the deadline. You know, hold out, try and start a bidding war, see how much you can get from one of these teams. And if you feel comfortable with a package and satisfied on what you're getting back, make the deal. But you don't have to make a deal. Like, you don't have to say, all right, DeJounte, you're going for, you know, D Lo and a 2029 pick and a pick swap in 2030. And, oh, we can't find a third team who wants to give up a first for D Lo. So D Lo's coming to Atlanta. Like, that's not a trade you have to make. Like, yep. y- you have time. You know, the Alts have the leverage because, one, DJ's on the contract for four more years he's on a good contract for four more years and also it's very rare that you know there's going to be better players than dj that are legitimately you know open you know that both that a team like the hawks are open and dealing like obviously there'll be probably players who get traded who are better than Dejounte just because you know guys want out or you know things change for franchises like donovan mitchell and utah happen but listen at the time being Dejounte is the best realistically available player on the block like the hawks have the leverage here they shouldn't you know cave in because you know, the Lakers are offering that package. You know, that's not a good package. If you're going to make a deal, you should be trying to extract every last piece of value. You should figure out what's important to you, what your trade goals are, and, you know, try and satisfy those in a move that gets, the, gets you know, that trades DeJounte. Because DeJounte really is, you know, the Hawks' last, like, lottery ticket kind of thing. I mean, besides, you know, heaven forbid, tra- trading Trey Young. I mean, you know, once you trade DeJounte... Obviously, there's guys still valuable on the roster, but there's nobody yeah, else yeah. on the roster. I don't think that's going to get you like multiple first round picks or something. You know, not not, not yet. yet, of course. Well, maybe Jalen Johnson, but oh yeah, yeah Jaylen, I'm not trading Jalen. I don't even want to. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to put that into the air. Yeah, J- <laughs> Jalen. Understand? Yeah, Jalen Johnson to us is worth several. Like, uh, for all we know, in the future, maybe like I could see. I don't know if it will happen, but I could see a Kongu by like his sixth season. I know it sounds silly. Oh, he'll he'll break out sixth season, but like he. It's not exactly obscene to think that a player takes a step forward 
in like his age 25, 26 season. But I could see Okongu eventually being worth like one or two firsts, maybe Kobe Bufkin. Um, again, hard to say because the guy's getting no run in the NBA. So he's just out there putting up 25, five, two and two in the G league every night. And it's like, I get it. It's not always efficient, but like, can we just give him some run in the NBA please? Anyway. Um, yeah. And obviously Trey young, but yeah, that's a good point. DeJounte is really our last lottery ticket. You want to sell and, and be very, very happy and, and not, you don't want to settle. There's no reason to settle. D- any Lakers package is a settling situation. The only way it wouldn't be is if there's a third and a fourth team involved and, and you have unforeseen assets just going all over the place and we can't even begin to predict that. Predict that. Um, and Jackson, I have good news. I do remember what I wanted to say about three minutes ago. Um, it was actually, it was, it's about, it's a little bit old now because it's about Capella, but uh, I know the, the, uh, the favorite thing for Capella defenders, I guess I call them to say is, oh, so y'all just don't care about re- rebounding. Oh, you just don't care about, you know, you, you, can't you guys imagine how bad the rebounding me when he's gone? Um, Clint Capella is a fantastic rebounder. He is a couple percent better than like the centers we have on our roster in terms of rebounding percentage. And I know like a couple percent small, but that, that does make an uh, impactful difference. Um, but you don't have to be like, an like the, the path to winning in the NBA is not necessarily just be an elite rebounding team. You need to have an elite rebounding big man. Like there's other ways to I do mean, it. Look at the final four of last year's playoffs. I mean, you have the nuggets who Jokic is a hell of a big man. He's not a good rebounder. Bam's undersized for a center. Um, I mean, yeah, the the Lakers. Lakers. I mean, was it the Lakers? Yes. I mean, the Lakers were playing who at center? I mean, <laughs> I guess Anthony point Davis being, in the playoffs, but... Point know. being, like, do you guys... I, I Just look at the numbers. Look at the numbers when Capella's on the floor compared to not on the floor. Yes, the rebounding goes a little bit down, but you know it goes up? Every fucking single offensive metric. Every single one. Field goal percentage, shooting, free throws... Everything other than offensive rebounding percentage. And I got to be honest, I think Clint Capella is the most fabricated offensive rebounds in the world because he just misses easy shots and grabs them. That's all it is. That's all it is. He is a great rebounder. Whatever team gets him, they'll be like, damn, he's a great rebounder. He just picked, he's got 17 rebounds. I am fine to sacrifice some rebounding to see if things just work better. Yes, the defense will take a hit because Bruno Fernando is not ready probably to be like a, a 15, 20 minute night center, but fuck it. Who cares? Let's just go for it. Let's give a Congo the starting well, job. I mean, what do we have to lose at this point, guys? Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, not to be, not to be that guy, but there's nothing to lose here. People. Yeah. So exactly. And, and you know, yes, the rebounding takes a hit, but I would put money on it that over, you know, over a, an actual sample, 30 games, 40 games, the offense takes a meaningful step forward. To where it's like, oh, I don't care about rebounding anymore because there's actually space in the paint for our guys to d- drive now. Trey Young can take his floaters again. DeJounte can get to the rim again. Jalen Johnson gets four dunks a night because he just blazes through the paint and jumps over everybody. Like, you know, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'd be doing that, though. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I had to. I had to interject. I know that completely cuts up the momentum about the, the trade talks, but no, you're fine. I always Cape- appreciate your Capella rants. That's Cape- probably going to be the worst part of Capella being gone. Oh yeah. And you know, what's going to happen is we're going to play against whatever <laughs> team. Replace him with someone to do. Yeah, no, we're going to play against him and he's going to drop a will 100 point. He, game he's going to drop like a triple 15. He's going to have 15 points, 15 <laughs> boards, 15 blocks. And we're going to be like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to fucking 
jump off the bridge. He's gonna stare at a cogwheel after each basket. I'm gonna just gonna yeah. turn off the game and go to bed. It's uh, time to turn off the TV and go to bed. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna play Subnautica at that point. Good lord. Um, For real. Hop on VR. Yeah. I don't know, Jackson. What other trade stuff is there to talk about? I mean, the truth is, there's no real substantial rumors other than clutch mouthpiece rumors. Um, we're still several weeks away from the trade deadline, which is why there's not that many rumors. Um, you know, in, in a week or two, man, it'll it'll start heating up. I, I, I really promise that. But uh, right now, it's kind of wait and see. And, and also, it does need to be said, like, generally, I, I'm a bit surprised the Raptors traded both their premium guys a month before the trade deadline. Because generally, like, you want to hold out closer and closer to the deadline get more desperate teams, get more teams bidding. Uh, the Raptors, I guess they were very happy with the offers they got, which they were decent offers, so I get it. But um, it's interesting. It's interesting that uh, that's how that turned out. So uh, I think yeah, we're, we're like way- two and a half weeks from the trade deadline, by the way. Two, it's like a, it's in 17 days. So Oh, I didn't realize it was that close. I was thinking it was like three and a half, four weeks. Okay, well, nah, next February 8th. Next, next week, I bet we'll start getting a little bit more substantial rumors. Like you'll start seeing like, you know, uh, the the I don't know. The Pistons discussed a trade for Clint Capella. Blah, 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 you know, whatever. Um, they did another center. Give us another one. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of like the worst possible team, and I was like, it'd be funny if the Pistons gave us like they said this draft class is so bad. We'll give you our first for Clint Capella. Here's a first to Jaden Ivy for Clint Capella. There you go, uh, Sadiq Bay. We want him back. I, I don't even know if I like Jaden Ivy that much, but. Mm. I'll take it. We'll yeah. do it. Sign us up. Who cares? What do yeah. we have to lose at this point? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, straight up. We're, we might be a playing team, but I promise you, if we if we continue our, our, our play-in tournament uh, excellence and we, like, win the play-in and we get the Bucks or we get the Celtics again, it will be a five-game series at best. Like it's this. This is just not the team to do anything in the playoffs. These are just not the fifteen guys to do anything. I do not have any trust in them. So, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But the truth is, it's going to be a little bit hard to not make the plan because the Raptors sold off everything, um, and they're probably going to sell off Bruce Brown too. Um, maybe even I've, I've I saw some rumors that they might try and direct RJ Barrett somewhere. I doubt it, but you know. Point being, it might be hard to miss the plans, but we'll have to see, Jackson. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the Nets are, they're trying to make the first team of role players to make a playoff series. And I'm not talking, don't you say the 2014, 2015 Atlanta Hawks, those were elite role players. They're trying to make the Paul Millsap was a multi-time, Paul Millsap and Al Horford were not role players either. If if I see any of y'all say that, I Zeb said that, that as well. Though, right? Zeb's supposed yeah. to be a fucking Hawks fan. And he called them all role players. It's like, you are just, you're, you're a phony. You're just doing this for clout, Zeb. Come on. Guy from Virginia who's a Packers fan and Hawks fan? Oh, what? Yeah. No, I'm joking. I like Zeb. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm he, not, you know what's funny is he just followed us back on the Hawks Talk Twitter account like yesterday. Uh, uh, did he really? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. No, all right. Zeb, Zeb, if you're listening, Nothing but love, brother. Uh, love your stuff. <laughs> Thank you for following us back. Um, but, you know, uh, Al Horford and Paul Millsap, they were not role players. They were they were stars. They were they weren't high yeah, tier bro, stars. The revisionist history of Al Horford is crazy, bro, because you would have thought the man was an all star in Boston. No, he's an all star here. 
Damn it. <laughs> Man, did all Al Horford play his best basketball in Boston? No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he, he objectively did not. He like, just didn't care. Did, did Paul Millsap play his best basketball in, in Denver? No. no, he didn't. You just weren't watching. Did Kyle Korver play? No, it was here. I promise. But you, you mean to tell me Jeff T won a ring in Milwaukee? That's his best basketball. No, it was here. Damn it. I mean, come on now. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. such is life. Such is, this is how it goes when you're not, you know, when you're not a blue blood NBA team, we're, what are we in terms of college football terms? We're like, man, what are we? We're like an ACC team. <laughs> <laughs> we're like Virginia tech. Maybe, no, even, it's funny too maybe even just Virginia. Maybe even just Virginia. No, dude. it's funny too because I was thinking about this the other day. We don't have like any meaningful rivalries. Like Virginia Tech at least has like Virginia to feud with. Like name like a Hawks rival who's on that level, you know? Like Yeah, nothing uh, nothing real. But but yeah, like, like are there any even it's good also speaking of rivalries, it's are funny there? how this week is NBA rivalry week and you don't know who our rivalry is, Logan? The Mavericks. It's like, okay, well, this feels kind of forced. Yeah, it's all just forced. Trey's like, going to be out for the game as well. Yeah, like, there's no, there's not even that really any good NBA rivalries. Like, oh, Lakers, Celtics. Those guys don't care. They play twice a year. <laughs> yeah, they play twice. They, they don't care. Oh, Lakers, Clippers. Maybe. I guess. Eh. Like, it's, you know, the playoffs are fun, but NBA regular season basketball, it's got, it, it needs some work. It needs some work. It's, it's, it's a, it's a slog. With the way these guys play, um, I can't believe I've be, I'm becoming uh, like I, I've been saying. The NFL should have an 82 game season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm becoming a boomer, but like seeing every year the top seven offense of all time are all from the most recent season. That's like this is this is just getting a little bit out of hand, man. This is this is Adam Silver's participation trophy NBA. <laughs> if you make it, you're scoring 17 a game, man. Congrats, like. Uh, don't even get me started on Ty- Tyrese Halliburton's fucking fraudulent assist title he's going to get, dude. Uh, anyway, uh, what else do we want to talk about, Jackson? Um, I mean, the only report from today was that, you know, the Jante stuff and then that Capella is still being very available. And I guess the new thing was Bay was available. But I mean, we've touched on all of that. I mean, realistically, apparently, like the trade market for Capella is like kind of mid, which is, you know, fair. Um, Unsurprising. Oh, there was a contract. <laughs> yeah, there was that one little thing that was like a couple teams would be interested in buying low on AJ Griffin. Um, I mean, which like, I mean, it, it, why would you sell low on him though? I don't understand yes. that. Looks like you're completely out on him. Which, to be fair, I could see just based on what's happened with this. Like my issue with like the AJ Griffin stuff, like there's no plan at all, and there's such secrecy around it. Like 100, I'm all for you know players having you know privacy and secrecy whenever they're you know doing personal reasons aj's been back for like what a month now maybe like a month and a couple of weeks and like he hasn't played a lick of basketball he probably like played like five total nba minutes he's not in the rotation at all but he also hasn't been sent down to college park and it's just like there doesn't seem to be a plan or vision there and we also don't know why like we're just left guessing on like what's going on yeah. and like the most reasonable thing to think is maybe quinn just does not like him like i don't know what else to say like the the only it's annoying thing because the only thing I can think is legitimately he refused a G League assignment and that caused a blow up. That's the only because like there's no reason why he shouldn't have been assigned to the G League at any point this year. I mean, the kid needs to be playing basketball of some sort, like whether that's, you know, in the NBA, whether that's in College Park, whatever. Like 
he he needs reps. We all saw that last year, but it's it's insane to me how in like a in like one calendar year, like around this time, Logan, we were talking about like how bright the future was for AJ Griffin in Atlanta. And you know, fa- fast forward a year, and it's just like he's out of the rotation. He's not in the G League. There doesn't seem to be a plan for him. And we also know nothing about what's going on there. I don't. I'm not sure if like a beat report, a beat writer just like asked Quinn and he just like sidestepped him or something. But I don't understand at all. I wish there were more transparency with that. Like. You know, you don't have to tell us exactly what's gone down. You know, you don't have to leak. You know, maybe, you know, maybe that did happen. You know, maybe something like where he did refuse a G League assignment happened. I mean, you don't have to air that out, but, you know, at least give us like a, like, what's the plan with AJ? Like, you know, if he was just like a random, you know, rookie who we took in the second, whatever. But I mean, this is a legit, you know, first round pick that we, you know, we spent time on and who legitimately looked very good last year, like hit several game winners, you know. Looked very good on offense. Yeah, his defense left a lot of, a lot to be desired, but at the same time, he was 19. yeah, I mean, why is he not playing? I mean, it just he was one of the youngest NBA players. Like, I don't know, it just seems like something might have happened between him and Quinn. I don't want to assume things are, you know, because when, you know, when you I feel, I feel like that's the only thing you can assume. I'm sorry. But like, it's either that it doesn't make sense to me. It's either that or his personal issue is still existing. And in which case, why did they like, did they rush him back from that? Why would they yeah, do that? Like if he's so, dealing with personal things then let him, let it, you know, let him go deal with it. I mean, yeah, don't don't, you know. Uh, it's not our business if it's a personal issue, but if it's not, if the personal issue is better now, then can can the can the man play some basketball, please? Like in College Park, at least there's like there's no reason he shouldn't be getting 10, 15 minutes a night in the NBA um, or 30 minutes a night in the G League. Like, it's just there's really no excuse. Garrison Matthews, like, is a fine player. I think he should probably play more considering how bad Dick Bay's been. But if, if it was truly up to me. I'd I'd be playing him and Kobe Bufkin bench like they'd be coming off the bench pretty much every night. Just screw it. What what else do we really have to lose? I think part of the issue is like Quinn in the front office is like, no, we can still do it. We can still, you know, we very clearly can still make the play in. We very clearly can. So we gotta keep like we can't just ruin our chances, but really how much more percentage chance of winning does Garrison Matthews and and Patty Mills and Wesley Matthews give us then, you know, Buffkin and Edgy Griffin. I'm not even I'm not throwing Trent Forrest in there because at least Trent Forrest does something that pretty much nobody else on the roster does. So I'll give him credit for that. Um, but it's like it's just so confusing and it's just like the wrong way for us to approach this situation. And it's very baffling. Um, and we're probably never going to get answers. So hooray. Yeah, we're, we're going to be left into the dark until he's inevitably traded for like two seconds to the Brooklyn Nets or something. I don't even know at this point. It's insane to me. I wish I wish we knew, man. But you know, hey, who knows? Yeah, it's. Uh, hope he's all right, but also hope he just plays some basketball soon for you know for an Atlanta affiliated team, not not for the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. But uh, yeah, I don't know, Jackson. Anything else for us to to cover? No, I mean, I think that's about it. I mean, there's no more room. I guess we could talk about like some upcoming games if you wanted to. I mean. Yeah, we, we got have the, the Kings tonight, the Warriors on Wednesday, and then the Mavericks on Friday, I believe. Yeah, and that's our rivalry week game. NBA TV, everybody, seven o'clock, biggest rivalry in the NBA, folks. Yeah, I mean, if if the Warriors beat us, I think that's a bad sign because they're so bad this year. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah, Trey Honestly- Young may be out, so I guess that sort of throws a wrench in things, but. Yeah. All right. Now, listen, fun conspiracy theory. Is Trey like legit concussed or is this just a, a, a tanking move? I saw that on Reddit, so you can't yell at me for coming up with it. 
No, I think he's he's legit. King. I don't know why we would start tanking now. I don't, I don't really get it, but uh, <laughs> they've seen enough. It's time to blow it up. No, no. The, Who the, can we catch if we start tanking? Yeah, we're not catching anybody. We're not catching the Hornets. It's over. GG. Good run, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're not catching the Hornets. Yeah, that that is the Dude. the thing against tanking. Like the best tanking scenario we could do is have just an absolutely abysmal. Uh, like second yeah, half. Yeah, I genuinely think the absolute best we could do is coming six in lottery odds. But I think anything yeah. above that is yeah, we are NFC, not unimaginative. Yeah. And, and Memphis, dude, Memphis has nothing right now. I I think all they have is Marcus Smart and Jalen Jackson Jr. And I don't even know if Marcus Smart's that's a, healthy. That's a squad. That's a squad. Like Desmond Smart ba- also isn't very good post Boston. To be fair, no, uh, he's not even playing. He he is still hurt actually. Um, so he's, I don't even, I don't know what the hell the Grizzlies are running out there. Cause jaws out, D- Bane's out for like a month, at least three seconds of the clock. Jared Jackson jr. Saved me. <laughs> God, ah, uh, that, 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 that format cracks me up. Palo, Palo in the game against us a week ago. Caleb Houston. I trust you. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton, Aaron D. Smith. I believe in you. Yeah. Yeah. Get, I'll, I'll give Trey and DJ some credit. If the game's on the line, they are they are not passing it to fucking bogey, dude. They are no, taking honestly, the shot bro, themselves. I, I'm so serious about this. If a star player should never not take the final shot, uh, unless it's like a wide open thing. If if unless it's a wide open thing and they just forgot to cover someone, pass it. Yeah, but if it's any other scenario, your best two players need to be taking the shot. There's and, no debate about it. And and yes, Tony Snell against the Raptors, he was the star player. So that's why he took the shot. Yeah, no, Tony Snell. Bro, by three throw percentage, Tony Snell is the best NBA player ever, but people don't want to acknowledge him. So just keep that in mind before you disrespect that it's, man. It's the only reason he's not in the league right now is honestly just blackmail. Like it's it's he's been blackballed or something. It's ridiculous. But um yeah, I don't know. Uh it's Kings tonight. The Kings are on a losing streak, so if there was ever a time to beat them, it would be tonight. So they're you like know. collapsing too. It's pretty unfortunate for our pick, but honestly, Logan, like a part of me like no, doesn't hate the idea. No, of I'm telling you, it's the Kings it's pick converting the next season. It's it's not the worst thing, but because here's what the Kings would do: the Kings would be like, we need to get better. They'd make a move. They'd get better. They'd you know they do the thing. But again, next year it's top twelve protected. The, the year after that, it's top ten protected. Even if we don't use the pick, that's a decent asset to trade. So, I mean, also, if you get the pick in, like, 2025, I mean, it's like, hey. We have a first-round pick now. Let's go, you know? first-round pick. So, Hold it, Spurs. Suck yeah. it. Go back on Reddit tell you <laughs> you won't trade on Suck it. Suck it. Tell, tell, <laughs> tell Spurs Muse to suck it. <laughs> yeah. that, that's my favorite op right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm not, you know, I don't think anyone should worry about the Kings pick, uh, right? It, it Give it another calendar year before you worry about the Kings pick if it doesn't convey. That, that's how I'd put it. Um. Because the Kings are all right. They've had a rough stretch, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, if Hey, if they beat us tonight, then I guess you guys can take solace in that. Um, but if we beat them tonight, then we won. So it's kind of a win-win tonight. So there you go. Um, Warriors. And the banner. Warriors, I'll be honest, if we don't have Trey Young. Oh, we don't have Trey Young tonight, dude. It's it's tough. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's tough. Um Wait, Ooh. so Kevin Herter dropped 31 and they lost? How the hell does that even happen? He's actually had a good stretch of games lately, but I mean, they've lost them all, so it's like, oh, well. Nevertheless. Yeah, yeah it's... uh, Holy... Oh, jeez. Oh, I was reading his stats against us. I mean, his stats are pretty rough. No, he's he's had a... Not, I think it's been his worst season, statistically at least, since his rookie year. 
Um, you know, like I said to John Collins, the grass is always not greener. Guy yeah. who did definitely didn't want to get traded. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I sorry. Mean, yeah, that's 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 kind of messed up to Kevin Herter. He was he, he was chilling here, man. Like, he was fine. He yeah, was, no, it's it's crazy because like a month before he got traded, he was wearing the shirt that from Adidas. It's like Atlanta, Georgia, changed my life, and then he got traded. Yeah, it's tough. Shows you that this is truly a business, folks. No, no personal relationships here. Yeah. Um, but if he's mad at us, he can pop off against us tonight if he feels like it. So you know, there's yeah, always I mean, that. If we win, hey, good win, team. You know, always good to win. If we lose, all right, good for tanking. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You cannot lose as a Hawks fan anymore. You have officially ascended. The, the only way we'll lose local. is if uh, D'Lo and that 2029 pick hits, and then then we're we're shaman. And then. So. Uh, Go ahead and queue up comfortably numb, delete your social medias, and yeah, just become a Tibetan monk, to be honest. That's probably the move. Yeah. Yep. Don't worry about the Hawks, man. Honestly, uh, sports fandoms are very much a parasocial relationship. Just keep that in perspective before you let these things affect you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's I've a become a therapist. <laughs> what, no, a what, what, what one year Quinn Snyder does to a man, it's like, it's like this is all just consumerism anyway. We humans are humans are meant to create, not to consume. Let's all just work Consumer to create some moments. Art. Watching the NBA every night. <laughs> just why don't why don't we just go back to painting and sculpting instead? Like we could be doing so much better things. We could create. You know, you know, they say Logan. Some of the brightest minds were meant to read a book, maybe write a book or something. You know, make some art. You know, we have all this technology at our hands, and it's unfulfilling to us, Logan. We truly are living hell on earth. Just saying. Some of the all brightest. Right, anybody, some of the brightest minds are meant to podcast. All right, let's let's sign off. Well, see, see, we're creating stuff. You could, yeah, we're following our thing. All right, anyways, let's go off the rails. Logan, any last words? No, none. No final words. No final words. All right, I do want to say we're in. We're getting near the end of the month, so if that means you're a part of our Patreon tiers, <coughs> listen. New Patreon bonus podcast coming soon. If you'd like to sign up today, as always, Patreon.com/slash Hawks Talks. Um, I mean, I think, you know, you don't have to worry about this, you know, randomly becoming shaman. So, you know, you can sign up and feel good about it. Uh, you know, sign up gets, you know, like what, 10 plus hours of content at the point pretty easily. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Pretty fun time over there. $8, $10 tier. Check it out if you want to. Uh, feel free to join our Patreon if you like. Uh, besides that, you know, just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and rocking with us. We really do appreciate it. We know the Hawks can be stressful. And we can also understand that, hey, maybe you don't want to understand all this negative content about the Hawks. So we try to make it fun. We try and keep it the spirits high, try and keep the jokes flowing. But just want to say appreciate you guys as always. And, uh, yeah, just want to say hope you have a great week. And as always, love you. Goodbye. <laughs>